Slaying It with Santa Rob is sponsored by Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. If you've got a mustache that you'd like to curl up the way I do, head over to bscenterprises.com. Look at the wide variety of products that Brett Christmer has to offer. Use discount code SANTAROB and receive 15% off your order. We're also sponsored by Hotspot Collectibles and Toys. If you like collecting things such as action figures, Star Wars, video game systems, video games, head over to hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. Look at the wide variety of inventory they have. Once again, use discount code SANTAROB and receive 15% off your order. Now let's get ready to slay it with Santa Rob. Welcome to episode 9 of Slaying It with Santa Rob. I hope you enjoyed last week's episode with Jason Gordon from the fabulous Blackwood Quartet. We're going to keep the Blackwood Quartet theme going right now and talk to the tenor of the group, Mr. Tony Goforth. Tony has a great story and a great testimony, and I know he's looking forward to uh, sharing it with everybody. So let's kick back and hop into the sleigh with Santa Rob and Tony Goforth. Hello. Hey, Tony. Can you hear me? I certainly can. What's going on, man? Oh, it's it's another beautiful day up here in Indianapolis. How about down by you? It, it looks like it's going to rain, and we might send that your way, brother, if that's okay. No, no thank you. <laughs> we, we had some yesterday, and rain delays my motorcycle ride. Yes, we can't have that. No, uh, that that I don't like it when it rains on my parade, but I'll be in your area this week. Uh, this coming up weekend, which is, well, we're, we're recording on the 14th. Yeah. I'll, I'll be in cool. Louisville for three days, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday with, uh, with my buddy Ron at the uh, Louisville PopCon. Okay. Like this coming weekend? Like, like this, this very coming weekend. And a few Father's weeks. Father's Day weekend. Well, I hate that we're going to be in Texas. We're going to be in Louisiana and such. So, but fun times. Well, a guy's got to make a living, you know. You know it. So, well, last week on the episode, on episode eight, yeah. we had Jason Gordon on. I'm so sorry. <laughs> I, on your behalf, <laughs> I did give Jason a hard time. Right. Good, good, good. And, and, and uh, you know, we picked on him. Uh, I picked on him uh, about his uh, seven-year-old taste buds. Right. I, I gave him a very hard time about classic rock. Good, good, good. He loves a good chicken nuggy and a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. And, and there's nothing pizza. better than a, than a basic hot dog. Right. <laughs> but that's true. But God, God love him anyway. Yeah, he's a good guy. I really, I'm blessed to be not only working with him on the podcast, but singing with him and just having a great time traveling up and down the road with Jason. He's and, a good guy. And just for anybody who doesn't know, Tony and Jason have a fantastic podcast called Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. Yes. Right here on Spotify. So go look it up. You'll love it. It's a lot of fun. Find us on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah. Look, look them up on Facebook. You can catch all the episodes and click the links. And, yes. And uh, 
they're very good at interacting with uh, with everybody who uh, who leaves comments and such. We love a good story as well. We love to tell stories, and anytime you want to have a good one, you know your episode was great. We loved your stories. It's uh, I, I'm an interesting fellow. I agree. But uh, but uh, I thought it would be really cool to dive into some of your story tonight. Okay. You know, we, we, we caught, uh, you know, like I said, some of Jason's, and he gave us a little bit of his ideas on the road. So let's get a little bit of ideas of yours. But more, more than ever, I want to let people know who you are. Yeah. You know, other than the self-proclaimed world's greatest tenor. <laughs> yes, well, since Pavarotti passed, I took that position. Well, if somebody had to. We have to we we have to keep the line going. You see. <laughs> well, like I mentioned last week on uh, on episode eight, the first time I saw Tony and Jason sing was was January eighth, which was Elvis's birthday here in Indianapolis. Yep. And while I my little VIP table with my daughter Samantha, mm-hmm. I was there, but well, because of Elvis Elvis's birthday, but I was really there to talk to Mark Blackwood. Nice, yeah, and and that worked out well because shortly after, the fabulous Blackwoods did a couple of shows for me here in Indy. Yes, but while I'm sitting at my table, I was blown away by the by you guys because everybody knows Elvis music and everybody no, no I shouldn't say everybody knows Blackwood Brothers music, but I was curious how the legacy was carrying on. And while I'm watching you guys, my ears are just in, in are, are are just happy at this point. Yeah. And and I and I'm I'm sitting there going, those guys are really cool. <laughs> and and little did I know you're just gomers. So right, exactly. <laughs> and that's why we get along so well. But but what, when you guys came up here, uh, I got to obviously got to know you a whole lot better. So yeah. I'd like to know a little bit how you got involved with with singing, how long you've been doing this, oh, how you got involved with Mark, and then I've got a few more things to ask you after that. Okay. So well, where where did it all begin? For me, it began. I have a very musical family. My dad is a singer as well, and he sings bass, which is weird. And he said to me one time, I never understood how you could sing so high. And I can't speak as low as he does, but he's, he's a really low bass singer and he got me started. I cut my teeth on, on groups like the Statler brothers and, you know, hearing those kinds of songs and not just their country music, but their gospel music as well. Right. And I, and I was, I grew up in church. So anytime that the doors were open, we were there and I can remember singing back as early as the age of four. So um, singing has always been important to me. I sang in choirs when I was in elementary school. Um, I did a lot of musical theater through high school, Um, went to the uh, IUS, Indiana University Southeast here in uh, Southern Indiana. Um, Did not graduate, but I went for a while and and, uh, studied vocal performance. And really, I, I wanted to be an opera singer and 
while I can do that, those, those chops are never really used except for when we do the song, It's Now or Never. Right. With, with any Elvis tribute artist. And I've gotten to do that one time. Yeah, it's not an everyday thing, but it's fun. I, that's, that's what got me going. And a buddy of mine and I started a Southern Gospel Quartet back when I was in my, oh, goodness, very early 20s maybe 20 or 21 okay and so it's been almost 30 years that i've been singing in wow. some kind of way all over the place i've been in many many of the the lower 48 states almost all of them singing i've been all over canada i've been all over europe um just singing and having a great time and were, were these uh all gospel quartets or with the ones that I've sang, um, notably, yes, out, okay. out, uh, out in public, all over Europe was with the Stamps Quartet. I don't know if you know who the Stamps are. They backed up Elvis. I, yeah, and when you mentioned your dad was a bass singer, J.D. was the first person that came to mind. Yeah, J.D. Sumner and the Stamps, and I was fortunate enough to stand next to Ed Enoch, who, you know, sang with Elvis as well with the right. Stamps, and he still, he runs the group, owns the group, and is still... Alive and kicking, and and I just saw on Facebook today they're back in Germany right now. Wow! And uh, doing Elvis the musical all over Europe, and he is standing right next to the Elvis tribute artist doing it. It's great. That's got to be an incredible thing. So it was an easy segue for me because with the Blackwood Quartet, you don't need to only be able to sing. Southern gospel, you got to be able to to sing the Elvis stuff too. You got to know the Elvis music. So the library of music that's in my head is that. That's got to be big. Uh, <laughs> do, do do you have a, a favorite Elvis song to uh, perform on stage? Oh goodness, my favorite Elvis song. There are so many that that I really like. I love Suspicious Minds. Um, not just because it's a great song, but because I get to sing the majority of that song with the Elvis. Okay. Um, because it's a, it's a, it starts out with tenor tree or tenor uh, duet. Um, but honestly, you're, you're going to laugh at me. My favorite Elvis song is I'm leaving. Really? I love I'm leaving. <laughs> and you know, my second close second is suspicious minds and third has to be hurt. So, so you, so it's, it almost sounds like you prefer the later Elvis than the, than the older Elvis. I, I mean, I, the teddy bear is great. Hound dog's great. I love all those songs, but, you know, if for my preference, I kind of like the older stuff. Okay. Well, that, that's funny because Jason kind of said the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> I can imagine that. He, he and I have very similar taste, in yeah. you, believe it or not. So, it, it, Except for you have taste buds. So I do. I do. Yes, I do. But, I'm a big, uh, I'm a big Queen fan. I like uh, Hall Notes. I'm, I'm uh, you know, you name it, I like it. So you know, I, I gotta say that Daryl Hall's probably one of the most underrated singers out there, and guitar players. Yeah, yep. underrated is 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 saying it lightly because the man knows how to sing. Even now, I've heard some of his unplugged stuff. Yeah, he's amazing. He's fantastic. There, so. there, there's more to Daryl than just the hits that you heard on the radio. Yeah, exactly, exactly, and a songwriter. Singer, songwriter, performer, guitarist, everything that you can imagine, Daryl Hall is just something special. Oh. How did you end up with Mark Blackwood? You are going to love this story. 
I was working in Louisville, Kentucky. I say Louisville because people don't know what Louisville means. <laughs> it's, uh, to you and me, it's Louisville, so we'll just say Louisville. Right. I uh, was working as general manager for a locksmith in Louisville, Kentucky. Had two different stores and about 20 uh, different employees. And I was getting burned out very, very quickly because I worked pretty much seven days a week, 24 hours a day, just the same as everybody else did that worked there. It's 24-7 business. Right. And I was slow to losing my mind and I needed a change. So I put my two weeks notice in and had a job lined up and the first week of putting my notice in. And at the Friday, at the end of the first week of a two weeks notice, this company that was going to hire me called and said, we're sorry, we don't have a position for you now. Wow. And I thought, oh, no, what am I going to do? So I kept pushing. And a few days later, through the weekend, actually, a few days later on, on Monday, I get a phone call out of the blue from Mark Blackwood. Now, I've known Mark Blackwood for 20 years. We met in uh, Greenville, Texas and an old singing. There was a bunch of uh, groups, five or six groups that were singing at this big uh, uh, this big sing that they had. Okay. And uh, I was with a group called the Christian Brothers at the time. This was in 2000, either 13 or 14. So it's been either been 19 or 20 years and I can't remember to be honest with you. And met Mark and we hit it off, we became good friends. And he tried to get me to go with his group at the time. Okay. Well, I had Allegiance. This was the first big group that I re ever really sang with. It toured all over the place. I had sang with, you know, other quartets and groups, but not to this magnitude. Okay. And so we became friends and would communicate over the years. But, you know, over the last eight to ten years, we really didn't talk much. If he needed someone, he might call me or he would have his uh, road manager call me and it, it just never worked out. I had to work or whatever reason. Okay. So, so he, he stopped calling because I never could help. But this time, it was all in God's timing. He gives me a call on the first day of the second week of my two-week notice. Wow. And he says, hey, man, I need a tenor. I said, funny, I need a job. Let's do this. <laughs> And uh, two weeks later, I was on the road. Wow. Wow. You're right. Everything is God's timing. And it sounds like this one was uh, was pretty perfect. Yeah, it was absolute perfect timing. And now I had to, to worry for a few days. But I put my trust in the Lord. And I said, you know what? This is You're going to make this happen. Whatever it is that you want me to do, God, this is what I'm going to do. So... Long story short, here we are three years later, and uh, I am traveling up and down the road singing with Mark Blackwood. That, and that blows my mind. And, and, and anybody who has not seen Mark and, and, and the guys sing, make it a point. Because it's, it's, just, it's just something special, whether it's with the, 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 the Elvis Tribute artists or, or if it's as the Blackwood Quartet, you, you will be... Your, your ears will be happy. And as Mark says, they will sing you happy. You, you, can't, you can't help but feel good. And, and uh, 
I was just after promoting Christian rock for seven or eight years and, and then taking a break because of the, of the, uh, the mess we call 2020. Yeah. When, well. when I convinced myself I was totally done doing concerts when God put a, put that bug in my ear and said, do it again, but this time do Southern gospel or quartet music. Yeah. It's like, excuse me. <laughs> and, uh, it, it, it's been, oh boy, I'll, I'll just say like 2018, 2019, maybe. I sent Mark a Facebook message about possibly doing something and and it just didn't feel right at the time. Yeah. So working wow. with working with you guys, it was it was just it was probably one of the most rewarding things that I've ever done. Well, that's awesome. And, uh, it's, and we got you up there with us, too. It, it, and, and someday I will get even with Mark for that. Because <laughs> uh -huh. I, I was I was in shock and awe. Well, sure. Because the, the one, I do a lot of things. One of those things that I don't do is sing. My, my job is to bring people together, not scare them. Uh, you did just fine, as far as I'm concerned. You stood next to me, and everything was great. But uh, so you've been on. You've been on on with the Blackwoods now with, with Mark and Jason Jameson now. Yes, for for three years. Uh, Jason came along after me. I'm I'm the longest running, current longest running, next to Mark, of course, okay. member. So yeah, it's been three years for me. And uh, I tell you, the road is 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 a fickle subject. The um, it takes a lot of patience to be on the road. It takes a lot of determination and you have to know when to rest on the road or it will take you over. Well, so it takes a very, very special person to be able to sing in any kind of group where you're going to travel as much as we do. Right. Uh, there are times when we're gone more than two or three weeks at a time singing almost every day. Uh, multiple times a day, usually on Sundays, we do at least two shows on Sundays. We've done up to three shows on a Sunday. Wow. So it takes a special person to do all that. And uh, Jason came along. I knew Jason from a time when I sang with the Greens um, in there from uh, North Carolina. Mm -hmm. And the baritone that was to be leaving, um, there were some auditions. And Jason was one of the people that auditioned. And I immediately hit it off with him. And it turned out that the baritone went and stayed. So I never got to sing with Jason, but we still became very fast friends. We've uh, spoken to one another many, many, many times over the years. And uh, when the time was right, he texted me in the morning. I, we were in Laughlin, Nevada. Okay. In uh, the middle of the desert. <laughs> Sleeping there. We were going to be singing in Laughlin that uh, next morning that next day. And Jason calls me and says, I want you to pray for me, brother. I'm really, uh, I really think that God is calling me to be in ministry again in the music ministry. And I'm going to start looking for a group. Well, Mark and I had been talking about that anyway, and we were needing baritone. So I said, send me your resume, <laughs> send me a demo of you and we'll see what we can do. And then, the next day he was hired. So we, we got back and he went out with us 
shortly thereafter for a two-week stint. His first trial by fire was singing with us for two weeks solid. Wow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, again, I, I just can't emphasize enough for the folks who haven't heard heard you guys sing. Just find where they are and go and do it because it, it's special. The, the melodies are amazing. And, and Mark... Mark has stories, and uh, you, you just can't be happy when you're when you're around these guys. So, yeah. so just do it. And and to comment on something else that you said, you've got to be that right guy. You've got to learn balance. Yes, because I know you've got a couple jobs. Plus, you're married. Yeah, I have three jobs, and I'm married. And it is not easy. And I have the world's greatest wife. I'm sorry that, that uh, to spoil everyone's opinion of their own wives out there, but mine is the best. And Jody is probably the most easygoing, tolerant, fantastic woman I've ever met in my lifetime. And she has to be to be able to put up with me. So it's to, to be able to do what I do be gone as much as I am and work as much as I do. She works very, very hard as well. She's finance manager for Harley Davidson in Louisville. So she, she works long, long hours as well. So it's, it's not easy, but we make it work. And uh, she's, she's the most important thing that's ever happened to me. So I'm, I'm a lucky man. And you haven't been married all that long to Joe. We got married in February. That's awesome. We met almost a year ago. And on uh, July the 6th is when we met. Okay. And it's uh, it's a story. We met on uh, on Facebook and started talking. And we were on a two-week tour. And I didn't get to see her. I mean, I spoke to her every day while we were gone. But I didn't get to see her for two weeks in person. Mm-hmm. And I felt, and this is going to sound weird to people, but I felt like I, I knew I was going to marry her before I even saw her face in person. Yeah. And she's, she's that special. And I knew, and we've been inseparable since then. She's just, she's just the greatest. Let me tell you. Yeah, that's June. My wife, June and I kind of have that same thing. We met through a mutual friend. Yeah. I was living here. She was in Southern Ohio and uh, not knowing what to do with herself and uh, a girl that I was working with, June went to college with. Really? And she said, I got somebody I want you to meet. And then she called June and said, I got somebody I want you to meet. <laughs> and just like you and Jody, when you met, you knew. Yeah. She, she, June didn't realize that I was the guy. But yeah. I knew the second. It's like, yep, you're it. Yeah. And... Uh, <laughs> July 18th will mark our 31st uh, wedding anniversary. Congratulations. So, and that's kind of an unheard of thing these days. So, yeah, no kidding. So, all right. So projects, what do you got going on right now? What? Well, we have several, actually. The, the group has two new projects that are coming out. Um, we have... Uh, I have a solo, a second solo CD coming out. My first one is entitled Journey On. 
and it's lately actually mark has loved me enough he's put it on the product table when we're out singing so i've been able to unpack tons of those from the closet because they were back there collecting dust Hmm. so i pulled those out and we're able to sell those right now but he's got uh, two other uh, cds that are coming out very very soon Crying in the Chapel is going to be the best one that I think that I've ever been a part of. It's been really, really great. Nice. The uh, the music on that is Let's Go to Jesus and some of the other ones that, that you've heard um, in, in the show. We try them out and uh, they work. They, they've been great songs and people have really, really responded to them. So uh, those are going to be on there. I think there's going to be, I don't know, I can't remember, 15 or 16 songs on this CD. That's a cool is, CD. Yeah, that's unheard of. That's you you know, you get ten usually. But you know, fifteen or sixteen songs on this C D is gonna be great. So that's coming out soon. That should be within the next month is is what they're being told. Okay. Um we've got another one that's right behind it that'll be due out, and then my second solo C D is entitled uh, All My Hope. And there are eleven or twelve songs on that one. And it's not just gospel music on that one. I've got um, some Southern gospel. I've got some contemporary Christian. I've got some, um, you know, some stuff like Uncle Cracker, Drift Away. <laughs> I enjoyed doing that. And some Elvis stuff, too. I put, I put uh, Follow That Dream from Blue Hawaii on, on there. So that'll be fun. But I get to sing with myself on this CD, which is going to be really, really cool. It's an interesting concept. I got to do all the harmony parts with me. Okay, so you you did your own uh, you did your own backups and overdubs. Yeah, which is cool. I think that's cool. And you know, Mark is also a producer, so he is do he does all kinds of different recordings and such out there. So he's got all sorts of things that are coming out down the pike, and we kind of fill in the blanks for some people if they would like for the, the Blackwood Quartet to sing back up with them, we do that as well. So, right. well, I'm, I've been on several CDs without ever my name being on there. So, <laughs> right. Yeah. That, isn't that the problem with a lot of backup singers? Yep. But that's okay. It's, it's fun. I'm, I'm still getting paid and uh, that's, that's the fun part. I'm trying to remember the name of the documentary that, that was on Netflix uh, I want to say it was called 10 Feet from Fame. Oh, really? That's... <laughs> and, and it's about the Motown backup singers that never got credit. Oh, sure. And uh, yeah, it's stuff like that. Uh, I think my favorite documentary musically is, is still The Wrecking Crew. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of, lot of un, unknown of unknown people that made the stuff that we love big. <clears throat> yes. Yeah. And, and it's funny you mentioned Uncle Cracker would drift away because, no, I'm sorry, that was Dobie Gray. I'm old, okay? Yeah, the original, yes, yes. yes <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm rifling through my head going, do I, right. do I know who Uncle Cracker is and <laughs> did he do drift away? My, my brain just doesn't work that way, I guess. The version that I do is more like Uncle Cracker than Dobie Gray, so yes. You are correct, but only partially. Only partially, but but I'm going to take the credit for for being the original. Yes, exactly. So that so I'll take Dobie Gray for a hundred, please, Alex. 
Right. Yeah, I think that you you could win. That, you know, technically speaking, yes. <laughs> I'll let you win. When when your CD is up and running and ready to grab, buy it. You'll be able to get it on the Blackwood Quartet website. That is fabulousblackwoodquartet.com. And um, it'll probably be uploaded to Apple and Amazon and all that stuff too through uh, through the streaming services. All your favorite download platforms, all your favorite digital platforms. Yes. We could probably and carry on a whole lot here, and I'm going to leave that up to you. Because I've I listened to your interview with Jason on your full uh, uh, your full testimony, your story. Yeah. yeah. Is that something you're comfortable with tonight or do we want to save Absolutely. that for a part two? I will listen. I will answer any questions you got for me. Well, then let's, let's dive in because I think people really need to hear this. So I'm going to let you just take over. Well, it, it, uh, it all starts with uh, really, I, I've had a great opportunity to do a lot of things, a lot of wonderful, wonderful things. I was, uh, I, I like to start about eight years ago with, with this kind of testimony, though. I had a great opportunity to sing all over Europe. We did Belgium and Germany and Italy and uh, Denmark, the Netherlands, you name it, Austria and Switzerland, you name it. And uh, we were... We were in Belgium, and I thought, if you've ever had a kidney stone, you know what this feeling is like. And I thought that I'd had a kidney stone. It was really, really an abnormal pain in my abdomen. I thought that it had perhaps settled in my bladder, and it, I was just waiting for it to pass, and it never did. Mm -hmm. So I got, got home from that, and we had a few months off, actually. We ended in, oh, goodness, the end of September, and we weren't going to be singing again until June. January. So we had that much time off. It was, it was probably early October now that I think about it. So we came off the road and I, um, I worked for the locksmith when I'm in my free time. So which who knows what free time is anymore. Right. But I was, uh, was at the locksmith shop and Bob Cook, who has since passed, Bob Cook was my was the boss. He was over 80 years old and a great, great dude. One of the smartest, smartest men that you'll ever meet. He said, baby, you don't look so good this morning. I said, uh, Bobby, I don't feel so good. He said, you might need to get checked out. Now, that those kind of words never came from his mouth. He was very intentionally a good businessman because he wanted to keep everybody there and work on him. <laughs> so I said, well, I'm okay. So I made it till about lunchtime and I thought I've got to go. I was doubled over in pain. I'd had probably about uh, a, a low grade fever for maybe three or four days. And I was gray and I was just going to work through it. But I ended up going to the emergency room thinking that it's a, a kidney or a, yeah, a kidney stone. Mm -hmm. And they had, they got me in there and did some scans and whatnot. And this man in a white coat came in and says, well, we're going to admit you now. And uh, we're going to put you in a room. And I said, no, no, just uh, blast this thing. And I'm out of here. And he, he said, I beg your pardon. 
Hmm. I said, just just blast this at kidney stone, blast this. He said, no, no. You either have one of the worst cases of diverticulitis I've ever seen, or you have colon cancer. And tomorrow morning, we're going to find out. Oh, wow. So they admitted me. And that next morning, after having a sleepless night, my mother and my father and my pastor and my dad's pastor were in the room. They prayed for me, and I thought that that was going to be it for me. And they wheeled me back. A, a guy that I went to high school with, James, this great guy. He was a operating room nurse. And he walked back to that operating room with me the whole way. And uh, his voice was the last voice I heard before they put me under. Wow. And when I came out, there were several people that were standing around the bed waiting for me to wake up. And uh, they told me that it was bad, that I had to get my affairs in order. Hmm. And uh, even through the semi-lucid state, I said, my God is bigger than that. There's no expiration date that's uh, labeled on me anywhere. And uh, I, I believe that God's not done with me yet. And that next morning when I woke up, I looked out the window and I saw the sunrise and a peace fell on me. It's Rob, it's the peace that passes all understanding that people talk about, but you never really know about it until you experience it. Right. That peace fell on me. And let me tell you, I thought I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be okay. And a few days later, I was proven right. Guy came in there, the same man that was in that white coat, that same man that said, I need to get my fingers in order. And he said, everything's going to be okay. looks like uh, it's, we've downgraded you to stage 2B. And I thought I wanted 2A because I'm an overachiever. But, uh, 2B and uh, go home. And uh, I chose not to do chemotherapy because it only gave me a 10% difference in, in reoccurrence. Okay. So I'm, I wasn't going to poison my body. I'm not put, saying anything bad about anybody that does do chemotherapy, but I, I chose not to. And here I am eight years later, still as healthy as I can be and ready to just sing always and, and bring praises to the God that saved me yeah. and uh, the one that continues to fortify me and able to be on this the road doing what I love to do, yeah. just telling people all about him. And Perfect. now I've got this beautiful, wonderful wife that I can share life with. Right. And she's just an amazing, amazing woman. And I tell you, I, I wouldn't take nothing for my journey now. It has been such a wonderful time. And I'll go, I'll walk through all of those flames and all the fire to get to where I'm at right now, all over again a hundred times. But uh, that's we, we that's pretty much where I'm at. We, we serve an awesome God. Yes. Yes, we do. So are you, you so you now you are 100% cancer free. I have been cancer free for almost eight years now. That's incredible, Tony. Yeah. Man. Yeah. They, they had you on the brink. Yeah. He's the doctor said I was I was very close to 
going septic and probably within and perforated and probably within another week, I would have been dead. And, uh, yeah. And there's no coming back from that. Right. Unless God wants you to. And he, he, uh, I, and I'm so, I'm so, uh, hard headed. I wasn't going to do it. And, and I thought, you know what, I'll just do it. I'll just go and I'll get checked out and everything will be okay. So everybody can shut up. You know, had I, not, had I not done that or waited another week to get checked out, it's very possible that I could be dead. Wow. Well, as a, as a friend of yours, I'm really glad you're not. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I get to meet great people like you. I'm, I, I'm, better, I'm a better person for knowing you. Oh, man. I, you know what? It has been such a great ride knowing and feels like I've known you forever, but it's only been six months. Well, that, that's yeah, it's, it's weird. I was talking to Jason about that. You're, you're going to laugh when you hear what I did with Jason, because it was just two guys just talking. And, and it, it was just it was like Babel Fest. Yeah. And, and it felt good. <laughs> and, and yeah, have, having you, Mark. Jameson and Jason in is, is just the best ever. Um, I, I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't possibly be happier. And uh, I, I'm, like I said, I'm, I'm just glad that you're around because I know we're going to do more stuff together. I appreciate that. I hope that's true. Cause I, that would be, that would be great. I mean, I, I don't know if you know this, but Jameson was up here last weekend with us. Was he really? That's great. Yeah. Yeah, he, he came up for Samantha's open house for her graduation party. I was going to say, if it was for her graduation, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it's uh, it, it really is that there's nothing. My, my, my buddy John Schlitt told me a long time ago, that, and, I, and I've heard this many, many times, but John repeats this every time where he does a show or with anybody. There's nothing better than family, and God's family is awesome. That's right. I agree. You're part of the family, brother. You are definitely part of the family. Yeah. I, 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 and I even accept the, the part of I, I may be the goofy one. Well, that's okay. All right. I, I, I'm good with that. <laughs> you're, you're in good company. Buddy. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we've been serious, let's, let's talk just a little bit more about music. Yeah. Who's your all-time, I'll, I'll do the two-part, your favorite Christian, your favorite secular acts? Oh, goodness. You ask such difficult questions. Because <laughs> you, 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 obviously you're known for your quartet music. Is yes. that your music of choice, style of choice? I, I can't say yes or no to that, that question because I like so much. It's like asking me who my favorite child is. I just, uh, there's, uh, there's so much that I like about Metallica. There's so much that I like about Willie Nelson. Yeah. There's so much that I like about Elvis. There's so much that I like about Pavarotti. And there's just, I don't know how to choose. It's, and it depends on the day. Whatever mood I'm in is what I'll listen to. So, you know, if, if I can see where it lands. Yes, exactly. So it's not, it, I don't really have a favorite. I have many, many, many favorites. And if you're not in my favorite list, I just don't listen to it. <laughs> and I think about the only thing I don't listen to is new country because it's not real music. 
Yeah, I don't think there's there, there's no real music in that. And and, uh, and I don't listen to opera because it's just painful. <laughs> Hateful. I just don't. <laughs> I just I can honestly say I I appreciate the 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 art of it, yeah. and I appreciate anybody who likes it, right? But please don't make me listen to it. That that's my idea of of being in hell, being stuck in an elevator, and listening to that. Right, and that's okay. And the greatest thing about music is it's okay if you like certain things, if you like a style, if you like a a, a genre, that's okay. Uh, again, don't make me listen to it if I don't like it. But, but well, there, there's one thing I do hate worse than, than opera. What's that? Rap. Yeah, I'm 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 on board with that. I can't understand it, and uh, I can't. Uh, I'll send you a link to something that will blow your mind later. I'm not going to uh, share this on the podcast, but I'm going to share share a link, a YouTube link with you. Okay. And you'll you'll not believe who it is that's singing. So uh, yeah. Long, long before God came into the picture for this person, uh, they, they did some things that you would make your jaw drop. So. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, not vulgar. Some of the old classic hip hop stuff I get. But yeah, new, not necessarily new. vulgar or anything like that. It's just, yeah. wow. It's something you wouldn't ex- I wouldn't expect. Exactly. Make your jaw drop. So. Yeah. But yeah. I, I love opera. I love country, old country. I love Waylon Jennings. I love Willie Nelson. I love Elvis. I love... The Beatles, uh, you know, Hall and Oates, uh, Minute Work. Yeah. Um, you know, I, 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 not to the extent that you love REO Speedwagon, but sure, absolutely. Sure. You know, Kansas. Oh, Boston. One, one of the greatest ever, and well, the greatest singer of all time was Brad Delp from Boston. Yes. Yeah. You, you've got, uh, for Christian music, I'm a big uh, Gaither vocal band fan. You've got the cathedrals, you've got Blackwood Brothers, you've got all the old, wonderful, old-timey guys that paved the way for people like me to do what I love to do. Yeah. You know, you got to thank those guys, too. So, Well, yeah. Well, I, I know that uh, you, you struck a chord with the Statler Brothers because the Statlers are my wife's all-time favorite. Yes. Oh, man. Love the Statlers. Jimmy Fortune is... You know, just somebody to behold, to be doing what he's doing, still doing what he's doing at the level with which he's doing it. And look at the shoes he filled when Lou DeWitt died. Yeah, yeah. And and, and he just carried on and is still carrying on. Yeah, still carrying on all these years later. So, yeah. Now there's that, but then again, that's when country was fun. Yeah. And let me tell you, the one thing that I love about the Statlers is those same guys still trucking along after, you know, through all those years, the same, you know, one, one in death. Yes. Leaves the group. But that's the only reason he would leave the group. Yeah, well, Her- Harold died a couple of years ago. Yeah. Phil died before that. So Don, Don and Jimmy the only, are the only two left. Yeah. And Jimmy's still singing. Did Jimmy still out there with his new group and, yeah, and it's great, and it's 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 a wow factor. Yes, the continuity is what I'm talking about. In groups, you want these things to be the same. You, the familiarity, the continuity of such things. Yeah. You 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 hoped that you would always see James Blackwood as the singer for the Blackwood Brothers. You right. would always hope to see, 
you know, George Yance is the bass singer for the cathedrals and, and so on and so forth. So it's just, I'm glad that the Oak Ridge Boys, you know, the same thing, like Richard Sturban is always going to sing Giddy Up, Boom Bop, Boom Bop, You always want him to be doing it. And that's what's wonderful about some of these groups that have been around for decades and decades is the continuity. And that's what we hope to bring back to Southern gospel music. There is a, a, it's a sad, sad day when there's a revolving door on a lot of these, these uh, groups and the positions that they are. So I've told Jason and Mark, we're just gonna, we're gonna charge hell with a water pistol as much as we can. We're (laughs) gonna drag Jameson along with us. When, uh, when you, when you first started singing with Mark, did you ever step back and think, I'm singing with the third generation Blackwood. How did I get here? Rob, I still do that. <laughs> I still think, wow, Mark Blackwood, he, his heel was touched by Elvis Presley himself. <laughs> <laughs> o- only, only Mark's mother could speak to Elvis the way that she spoke to him. So I bet. Too funny. I bet. Well, before we wrap up, I, I always have one question I have to ask everybody. Okay. You're in the sleigh with Santa Rob. You've got one wish. Okay. If anybody, dead or alive, that you could perform with, who would it be? Wow. Who do I want to perform with, dead or alive? I want, I want to sing with the cathedrals. Wow. I want to be the tenor for the cathedrals. I want it to be uh, Ivan Parker. Wow. And uh, I want it to be George. Yeah, I, I, that's, that's Gold City. I'm not thinking of, uh, I'm, uh, Ivan Parker was Gold City. Who am I thinking of? Um, George, I want to be a cathedral. Yeah, that's who I want to sing with. George Yance. And uh, Scott Fowler can even be there. Glenn Payne and me. That would be a great combination. I would love to do that. That's what that's what it would be for me. That would be cool. And if it was Gold City, it would be Ivan Parker and Tim Riley and uh, Mike Lefebvre. How about that? Now, if you could perform with anybody that came out of Illinois, like in 1971, who would that be? <laughs> Who would it be, Rob? I don't know. (laughs) Clever. Oh, shoot. I already got my wish. Oh, that's true. That's true. Cathedrals it is. uh, I'll I'll leave you alone. Thank you. I I, I, I gave the hard time to Jason last night. He he looked it up and still got it wrong. He he sent me a message and said, just finished up with Rob. But that was tough. I thought, (laughs) what? We, we were just two guys sitting at a table just talking. Right. And have, having a good time, enjoying yourselves and, it, and just it chatting. Was, it was, and that's all it was. And I hope everybody enjoyed it because I had a great time talking. I, that, and that's what's fun about talking with you guys is you, we, we feel like we've known each other forever, can pretty much say anything. And that's kind of the way it, it's just relaxing. Absolutely. And that's the way it should be. That's the way it should be. You're, you're 100% right. Well, we have kept you on here long enough, so I'm going to let you go. Get back to your wife and whatever else you're doing tonight. I am packing so we can leave. I can leave at the crack of dawn tomorrow. 
So that's, that's right. You're on your way to Texas, and that's for a Elvis show. Yeah, we next week is an Elvis show. Next week's Elvis show. Yes. Okay. This this week we're just doing the gospel shows in okay. three different churches. Well, that's awesome. Everybody needs to go to the. Uh, it's, I'm I'm sorry with the website again. It's blackwoodquartet.com. Absolutely. Blackwoodquartet.com. Find out where the guys are. Buy the merch. Get ready to get the new music from the quartet. Get Tony's new music. Yes. And the podcast. And and you've got to go to, you've got to go look up Backstage Pass with Tony and Jason. Yes. I put on my radio voice, Rob, whenever I do that. Ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> put on my DJ voice. And, and when you do that, and do the same for me, subscribe. Yes. Hit the subscribe button. Like yeah. us. Follow us. Hit that five-star review. Yes. Leave us a message. Let's go backstage at gmail.com is our email address, too. Send us a message. Let us yeah. know you love us. And listen to Slaying It with Santa Rob. you got to listen to Slaying It because that's what we do. And anybody who's on my show slays it, and that's how it works because another day, another slay. So... I'm going to let you go, and we will talk to you later, Tony. God bless you, buddy. Thanks, brother. I'll talk to you soon. Sounds good. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks for listening to Slaying with Santa Rob and our very special guest, Tony Goforth. Tony has an incredible story, and I'm really glad that uh, he shared it with everybody tonight. And like I said several times in the podcast, if you've never seen the fabulous Blackwood Quartet, just please make a point to do it. You'll, you'll just be blessed beyond words. So thank you, Tony. And uh, thank you to my awesome sponsors, uh, Brett Christmas Mustache Wax at bscenterprises.com. And of course, hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. Head over to their websites. Take a look at what they got. Both websites accept my uh, my discount code Santa Rob, and they will give you fifteen percent off your order. So go check them out. That's Brett Christmas Mustache Wax. Their website is bscenterprises.com. And of course, if you're into collecting things, whether it be wrestling figures or video games or GI Joes or Barbies. That's hotspotcollectiblesandtoys.com. Use that discount code Santa Rob. And thank you again for being with us on uh, this awesome episode. If you have any comments or you have ideas for a potential guest, shoot me an email over at uh, santarobpodcast at gmail.com. When you're on Spotify, please go hit that subscribe button. And uh, that way you can get alerted when when a new podcast is coming up. Like us over on Facebook at uh, Slaying It with Santa Rob. And as always, thanks for being here. And we will see you next week on Slaying It with Santa Rob.